what's happening here is uh, he's found out that she, she, I don't know, she found out before that it's Gabriel and the the diamonds are on this ship called the um, Love Boat. <laughs> called the Tiboria. And like, she's got all the information she needs out of this guy, Hagen. Okay. But why is she spying on her, the people who hired her? I don't get it. So you see, he's pouring the champagne from the same glass. Now, same what, bottle. you know, that old gag, one of the goblets is poisoned. Right. Okay. But you saw they did it from the same glass, the same bottle, right? Well, what about the glasses though? Did he pull a special glass out? Oh, see? They just don't trust each other. But they're having a blast doing it. Like it's a big joke. Did he really poison her? I'll find out in a second. Two, three, four. Boy, the room seems kind of... I'm getting dizzy. Now look how much he's drinking. So he knows. Now... We saw it come out of the same bottle, did we not? Yeah, we did, Carl. You you pointed that out. So, I'm sorry. So now she is going to be like, let's do it. Let's go to bed. Now, sometimes I get a James Bond off of this guy on the side. When he turns to the side, you see James Bond. You see uh, Roger... Um, you see Sean Connery. Oh, all right. Sometimes when he turns to the side, he he almost did it. Now look, for some reason, he got the Mickey slipped in his drink. But did you see the drink source? It was now. What now? Why? Like, is she gonna ask know. ask for information? No, she's already got her information. She's gonna disappear, and she's gonna leave behind a note that says, um, "Like now, I know I can't trust you." It's been fun. I don't know. I don't get it. Now, here's her Chinese butler, according to the internet, from the beginning of the film. And his next part is he will put them on a plane. And I guess they're going to this Tiberius. Now she knows where the diamonds are. No, he's important because nobody would be able to open the door to the plane otherwise. Right. If they want to get into the plane, they need a Chinese butler, a manservant. To open and close of a plane, a private jet. Yeah. We, at my work, uh, downtown at my work, we have a mail server. We have our own mail server. Yeah. And he's Chinese. You have a Chinese mail server? Yeah. Now, this is going to be like, wake up, you blithering idiot. She knows everything now. Oh, wait, so are they double-crossing? There's always a double-cross when it comes to secret agents. Now, I don't think we'll see Sean Connery profile because he's pointing the wrong way. This way, he doesn't look like Sean Connery. It's the other way. Gotcha. Okay, turn now he looks, around. About he face. Looks, he looks like George Lazenby this way. Do a 180. Okay, here they are flying, and for some reason, Zod knows how to fly a plane. I guess he just, that was his spy training. Right. 
Why would he know how to fly a plane? He's super cool, Willie. Yeah, Willie is super cool. Ah, there's the Tiboria. Here's something I learned being trapped and being flipped in the Phantom Zone. Wee! Look at it. What did you call that mini umbrella? That's like a parasol, right? Parasol. I was was thinking paratif. I was thinking periwinkle. It's a parasol, not sail. You can get away with shielding yourself from the sun by having a parasol. Okay. You look crazy otherwise. I would never parasail. That's my age going up there like that. I'd be so scared. Parasail. But his has a gun in it and like gas or whatever. He's like the penguin. No, he's not really that kind of supervillain. He's just rich and he has he has taste and he has class and he's he's a decent guy. He's surrounded by boobs. Right. Oh. She's so pretty. And she does slob in this film, but her accent's a little hard to take. Why don't you listen? All right, we'll, we'll it might be over, actually. Yeah, You're it's over. Now, look, he tastes the sugar and goes, okay, it's fine for the boss. That is some good sugar. <laughs> What's now, the... What's a, uh, oh, there's the chef. Yeah, he's all expectant. He's not going to kill the chef right after eating it. This egg, perchance, wouldn't be fertilized, would it? Take it away. Have the chef killed. No, see, you'd never do that. It wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be nice. <laughs> You've seen Once Upon a Time in Mexico, where Johnny Depp is a uh, FBI agent who kills a chef after ordering his favorite meal. He's like, it's so good. No one must have it, ever eat it. Okay, Once Upon a Time. In Mexico. Great movie. I will check it out. Yeah. All you got to do is turn on Netflix and they'll be like, hey, we still have this movie. And Johnny Depp. All right. I'll check it out. Okay. So. uh, Turn it up because I forget what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She talking, he's talking to the bodyguard psychopath, and it's not clear in the... Right now, he's like, that one, no, that one. Decisions, decisions, I'll have them both. So, for some reason, the, the minions are getting trained how to scuba dive. And it's just not clear in the film at this point why she's having them do that or exactly what's going on. Later, that's how they get to the uh, Tiboria. He is, it is an island. I mean, how else are you going to get there? No, it's not an... No, they take a boat there. They're going to sneak onto the Tiboria where the diamonds are. Oh, right, the boat on Tiboria. Okay. Now, look, one of them won't make it, and she'll love it, and she'll eat his dog tag or something weird. Oh, I know that expression. I learned that from Welcome Back, Carter. Hey, I'm going to eat your dog tag. <laughs> look at that. Look at what she does. I guess it's the salt water, the Mediterranean, she's like. Oh, got to put it in my drink. They don't even drink it. They're like so wacky. Oh, there she goes. One quick sip. Oh, that was great. (laughs) 
Well, oh, she's like, uh, you know, she's delighting in the fact that one of her minions died. It was uh, the one that says banana. <laughs> banana! We should do that. We should watch that. Sure, sure. We'll find a free, let's find a free copy of uh, Minions on YouTube. No, I'm, oh, I thought you were doing banana. I thought you were doing. Um, oh, going bananas? Yeah. yeah, we should do that. That What do you eat? What do you put in your cereal in the morning with the milk? Banana! <laughs> I'm saying banana. I assure you, I'm not saying banana. What? Well, if you're not safe, and you're not safe, All right, we still we'll watch that movie again. Oh, look, there's Paramount. <laughs> the beginning of the uh, yeah, Paramount. Okay, so now, like once again, it's weird in the plot. They're going to now, for two seconds, have a musical. Let's listen. But never showed the night. But we should have. Weird. Now he's got his really cockney accent. And she's got her Italian accent. In the middle of this film, we're having this weird thing. Is this like a British music hall type of performance? Turn it off. It is not a British music hall type of thing. They're singing about the fact that they've been spies together, but they're never boyfriend and girlfriend, although they want to be. Oh, nice a little musical interlude. Man, okay, that's it. It's over. No more musicals for the rest of the. No more interludes. Well, there used to be musicals in the comp. Yeah, I mean, it's like a pop culture thing, you know? Like, they'll throw in a song. But now they're being chased. Typical back to the old spy biz. Yeah, that's right. Now, they'll, like, end up getting arrested, but they're spies, so they have spy gear. Oh, right. So, you know, they'll be like, license and registration, and then they'll they'll take them time, they'll hand it, the cop will say, oh, sorry, spy master modesty. <laughs> modesty, working for Her Majesty's Secret Service. Right. Yeah, you know, sometimes, like, I don't know, like, when movies get meta and they're doing, like, a, a take on, like, an action film or whatever, it still needs to be grounded enough for me to give a shit. Yeah, and that wasn't. Yeah. You see how she just littered? That was pretty good. I grounded. know. They sang of she had that ice cream since the song. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't melted. Yeah. Okay. Now oh no, not yet. Not we don't you. see wacky hilarity here. I don't know why. I guess it must have really been a guy on the side of the road. Here we they get captured. Oh, end of the line. But they say to each other. We've got secret smoke bombs. They're set for 10 minutes. Oh, they got the French cigarettes, too. Well, that's what they are, secret smoke bombs. Now, watch. Let's look for a profile in which we see Sean. There's Sean Connery. There he is. Yeah, he looks like Sean Connery. Cool. Oh. 
They kidnapped him and they gave cigarettes. Well, they're friends. But why are they kidnapping him? They hired her. Yeah. Why are they kidnapping her? Don't, no, don't. I want to see Sean Connery in this fit. Sean Connery. Sean. Yeah. No, 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 no. no George no. Sean, Not He's not looking like it right now. Looks like George cool. Picard. He, hmm, something weird happened there. He Maybe you have to be far away. All right. See Sean Connery. I do like this print on YouTube. It's not pixelated. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. right. It's pretty good. So you got the the fins in the back. You can right. feel the wind. The curtains. Yeah. So the oh, the curtains. Please. Uh oh. Uh, modesty. Right, right. You'll hear that song over and over, and you'll hear it like Muzak versions of it. Right, which is Jonathan was into Muzak, but David was like, "No way." <laughs> Now look at the smoke coming out. No, Actually, they just sang the song. It was written by the guy who did the music. The guy who did the music is Johnny Dankworth. He was an English jazz composer, saxonist, clarinist, wrote film scores. His wife was it? Uh, who cares? Um, he did. He did the songs for Salt and Pepper, which was a spy film in '68, Fathom in '67, and The Avengers, which were spies in '61. So why? Why was if we're gonna do a spy film, we gotta get that guy. Now they're calling for Gabriel. I don't know why. And they're like, oh, I think he's forgotten us. Well, he's probably not around during this storm. Have you seen Salt and Pepper? It's Sammy Davis Jr. I think Peter uh Lover. Whoa, no way. I saw Salt and Pepper. They were uh black women, they were ugly, they were young. Yeah, I've seen them today, they look prettier. <laughs> uh you know what I'm talking about. They show up in your, you'd be like, you'd be in the bathroom or the kitchen. They'd be uh-huh. like, well, and Peppa's here. You'd be like, dudes. Do, 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 do. Oh, different, different tattoo? Uh, no, it's not tattoo, but lots of times you won't see it on our thigh. But it was a snake before. Now it's like a, a land monster. Oh, did it change? I never Maybe. noticed. Gorgeous outside. He gets a call and it's, of all people, it's Gabriel. Oh, we still have an hour and a half left. I thought I would give you a call. So he's like, he de- he wants to declare a truce and talk. And that falls right into Modesty's plan. She'll He goes, oh, I see you. You know, they don't say it, but essentially sees her topless, right? So look at this joke. She draws the trace of like a blouse or something. And then he goes, much better. Weird. I, you know, I would be totally like, oh, there's a naked lady? Forget this view. <laughs> so now he's inviting her to breakfast. And she goes, if you have champagne, if you have the fa- good champagne. Wow. So God, he has all the electronics. Yes, he does. Radio Shack. It was British, so it'd be like BBC Radio ta- uh, Shack. <laughs> right. It's not Radio Shack. It's BBC Radio Shack. <laughs> Nobody goes to BBC Four. No, BBC Four. Yeah, BBC Four has like wrestling. It's got midget throwing. It's got bagpipe exhibitions. Ugh. 
Oh, I love the bagpipes. Oh, I, I watch them all the time. I'm their biggest fan. <laughs> oh, above deck. You billiards, games of nine ball. <laughs> <laughs> they would use those counters with the, you know, they take your stick and slide it over when you got a ball in. That's BBC Four. Nobody wants to. It's like ESPN Seven. Okay, so now uh, they're on board a party ship. Yeah, oh, here, I'll play the music. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? Why you gotta be so rude? I'm gonna bury her anyway. Bury that girl. Bury, bury her anyway. Bury that girl. No matter what you say, bury that girl in my front yard. Okay, she's had you know, a wonderful breakfast. I'll have it all. I didn't do her accent right. Put her up. Put her up. Okay. There's modesty song again. As a music. Oh, it's piped in on the boat. Yeah. The it's no Jonathan and uh, David. And David. It's uh, or is it David and Jonathan? I don't know. Now, this is the scene in which he goes, you know, I like you better as a brunette. And her hair goes, poof! And she's a brunette! <laughs> it's weird, this film, that, man. That's weird. That the musical number, the tattoos disappear. I don't know. It's just a quirky film. Well, at least they have, oh, he's having beer for breakfast. Well, it's five o'clock somewhere on the Meridian. <laughs> Now, wait, turn it up. Let's hear the hair change. Oh. Oh, we missed it. Well, we didn't really. Picking focus. We were aware for it. I would, I'm telling you, I would have, if I was in the movie theater, I would ask for a refund. <laughs> They'll say, why? I'll say, her hair changed color in the middle. Did you see that fake plane? Yeah, <laughs> the plane. I, what I am had I watching? I've seen better Nickelodeons with special effects. <laughs> it's morning with Gabriel. Turn it Come. up. Listen to it. It's very witty. Yeah, what a hard sell. Let her eat. I have a plan. I have a really good. And you're also working for Her Majesty's government. Your second mistake. I get my information my own way. Of course you do, darling. <laughs> All right, you can stop listening. It's just like we miss it because we don't listen. She's pretty. I mean, it's the script. It's not her. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, she's pretty sharp and pretty, you like her, you know? And okay. So she gets knocked out. Oh. We find out that the real plot is for some reason, he thinks only Willie Zod can steal those diamonds. I don't know why, but that's what he thinks. And so he knocks her out to lure Willie 
and make the deal. If we, if you don't steal the diamonds, we kill um, modesty. Good. Oh, so there's a point to this. Yeah. So he's like, oh, sorry, darling. How's your head? Now look at the outfit she's in. How did she manage to change outfits? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at this point. That's right. It doesn't matter. That's what this <laughs> film is like. I mean, it's like you're going from A to B with like the tropes, you kidnap and this and that, but. Like you would watch one of those Ed Wood films that wasn't a big deal film. You just take other people's footage and put it together and the hero would be wearing one thing. He'd walk into right. a scene yeah, and sure. wearing something. But this is on purpose. Look what they're doing right now. Knitting. Yeah. It's not knitting. It's It's like making a ball of. Sorry about your headache, darling. Anchors away. He's a good actress. You know, she like doesn't respond and it's Willie. Oh no. And the answer is yes, he would. Tell me, Lex Luthor, ruler of Australia. (laughs) (laughs) What is the weakness of this Superman you speak of? Wasn't Zod like Zod shows up in other movies. Yeah, I don't have the list in front of me, but they're all like the big deal ones are in the 60s. But he goes on to be a, um, um, you, you notice his face aged too. He's been right. in a lot of movies. Well, you know, I met the character Zod from Superman because the next Superman movie, I think, had a Zod in it. Uh-huh. Like he he hated Russell Crowe. He's like, fuck you, you fucking that narcissist sending your baby <laughs> in outer space. <laughs> like we don't know do you think like krypton doesn't know that the jrl is sending his kid out of space you guys are fucked i'm gonna send my kid out to a right. planet wow. where the yeah he even like set up like a uber bus full of kids to send over they're confiscating what they think would have like spy gadgets in it oh good Okay, so now we learn that's the deal. She is like kidnapped or whatever. They're gonna kill her if uh, they do- if she doesn't have um, if he doesn't steal the diamonds. And I don't know. That's it. We're set up. He's gonna now start scuba diving, and that's why they train the thugs. We find out. Oh right. Are they gonna be oh. like underwater fights? She- no, she. She looks, you know, she's modest, right? She's right. modesty. She's but modesty. The the psycho, Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire. She, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire will be fascinated with the tattoo. Um, Futhergill, Miss 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 Futhergill. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Futhergill. Which one is it, Footh or Gil? Come on, make up your mind. You're going to have to read the book to find out more. Now, I don't get if they're finding spy gadgets or the joke is he's finding, like, lipstick in a compact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, the lipstick is engraved. It has the initials of my late husband. Wow, nice pajamas. We'll keep her tools. You can give her these back. 
Yeah, it is nice pajamas, right? Now, turn it up. He laughs, and she she doesn't like it. <laughs> she does not like it. Now, look at this kid. I couldn't find anything on the internet. Like, this is the son of the director or something right, like sure. that. Right, sure. There's no, no he's, just, he's boat boy. Hangs out of the shore. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, they had voted Miss. Okay, so they think that party ship, the one that. With Lex Luthor. Right, the one with with Dr. Evil on it. Um, they think Dr. Evil must be Gabriel, right? So right. Gabriel invited her onto that party ship and then secretly snuck over to this other ship that has fruit and nuts, like a cargo ship. What's with that scary sailor behind him? Oh, yeah. It's like an administrative office. He's got a um, a, a ledgy, ledger of all the ships that have come in and come out. Where are you going? You come back here, you. I, I can't do this whole thing myself. It's only a two-hour movie. You do that to me all the time. No, you don't. Well, all the time. I try not to. You I don't think it's professional. Sometimes it's for medicinal purposes. Gotta keep the forfeiture. Uh, okay, so the... here's Gabriel's plan. And they're, you know, oh, those no. are the thugs. They train to. I'm going to show my, my training is going to come to four. Okay, I'll show it up, and he'll be so happy. Gabriel will be like, you're the best henchman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you a, a, a raise, and I'm making you yeah. top hench guy. Top hench yeah. guy. You get to stand to the left of me. Yeah, you boss around the other henches, and you just stand to the left to me. You heard and- the boss. You're the that's right. You are yeah. the boss. Let's go and like tell him do new policies in which they can sometimes have a hench woman. Uh huh. Take your hench daughter to work day. Right. Take your hench daughter to work. What's your uh, daughter's name? Hench regard. <laughs> Just henchin is my podcast. All right. The pool is now closed. <laughs> it's adult swim. Adult swim. Okay, well, so water. Yeah, they're yeah, that's about as good as the computer graphics are gonna <laughs> get. It really We're feels like cool. Meanwhile, he's just waiting, right? Yeah, they're waiting if he's to steal the diamonds and he goes, I gave them the tools, now they have to finish the job. They should be arriving right about now. Now, look how Modesty's being treated. She's not in a cell, right? She's sipping right. brandy with her diamondy, her goldy things on. There it is. There it is. That is the Tiboria. Oh, Roger. John Connery. <laughs> when, he, when he turns to the left, almost all the way, his profile. Chuck Connery, but if he looks to the right, George Lazenby. No, it's it's that guy. What what's his name? I don't even know. Roger I Moore. I don't even know. Let's see. Um... Oh, I'm getting aroused. Look, they're siphoning <laughs> gas. To insert. Okay. Iboria. What that is essentially is it's kind of like an airlock kind of device, and so they can go under it and like enter without being known. And only Willie will go in. 
So he's the one in the little capsule there, see? Right. So it's like a faux airlock. They're going to seal it, drain out all the water, open the hatch, and without, you know, they'll just go in. That This scene propelled that ship to fame. I'm telling you, I was so, I was falling asleep to that. I mean, it was so serene. I first saw a scene like that in that movie Blade. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. They saw the bladed blade. You know, that, Modesty that, blade? that was a Modesty Blade. That was a, that was the, a, a real fan of that ship. It was a real fan. Real right. fan. Okay, so now, um, well, They're slowly Zod is coming in. I would have to make the circle a little bigger. <laughs> no, it's a hatch. It's an existing oh, hatch. And they yeah. just air dock to it. That's the way they snuck in. Look how Odyssey's being treated. She has a magnifying glass. She's I know. contributing to the conversation. She's no prisoner. Well, she has to sign an NDA. That's why she has to read the fine print, the magnifying glass. Man, this is a lot of work. So what's the music? Is it like spy caper music? Let's listen. When we get home. No, now you say that she is there on the ocean wave. Leave it up. Yes. Look, listen to him. You must learn to sip your pleasures, Mrs. Fothergill. Don't gulp them all down at one go. <laughs> She's like loving that someone's going to die. And he goes, you must learn to sip your pleasures. Don't gulp them all down in one go. It's pretty cool. So excited about somebody's going to die. All right. Anchors away. You can tell they're so. Are they still in Amsterdam? They are. I don't oh, know. I just saw the flag. It's, it looks like. I don't know anything. Let you me can look see at these locations for a second. We'll guess. I already told you about his Sicily, Italy, Gabriel's Fortress. Right. Um, Amsterdam, you get that. Naples, that's the Italian seaside. That might be where we are. London, England, of course. Right. Um, The tallest building in Amsterdam. Amsterdam, more Amsterdam. Interiors were shot at Shepherd Studios in Surrey, England. The Ritz, Piccadilly, London, UK. I noticed Um, it. I recognize it all. Oh, he's gone. Amsterdam, Amsterdam. They didn't do the thing where they open the door just as the hatch is being closed. Yeah. Remember uh, uh, Costello opening the door? We thought he was going to smash into it. Then. Yeah, right. He just puts his hand on the handle and opens it. It's a fish! That indicates, you know, the fish didn't come from nowhere. Somebody brought it in by mistake. The diamonds aren't on the big water at all. They're on the party boat. They're on that, you know. So Gabriel is on that ship with uh, nuts and fruit, right? Right. He goes, you're cargoing fruit. And then Fonsi goes, he's a nut. He goes, all right, it's enough with the insults. All right. You should have seen it. I should have told you to turn it up. But um, they're realizing Gabriel must be on that boat and not the um, the um, the Tiboria, but the diamonds are on the Tiboria. So guess what? He stole the diamonds. Okay, and now Gabriel has two prisoners, 
And they're back at the fortress in Sicily. Right. Old Big Rock. I don't get this guy's gag. He's like, like he's the one henchman who's not, see him right there? Yeah. All the rest of them are like tough or they're those pretty boys, you know? And he's the one, like, they're making him do push-ups and he's like, you know, he came up from the scuba diving and he was like, I guess that's his (laughs) gag. He doesn't with the other guys I guess it was, it was meant to be all this pop art like painting yeah and it's 66 so it's very yeah. uh, it's a look, look of a film he's being oh. is it, are they getting married or is this karaoke night <laughs> no neither they are getting uh, sort of like thrown into. He's going to offer her now to partner with him, and then when he, she says no, it's like throw him to the. They're going to put him in prison. Zod, it's Zod. Yeah. Oh, do, you don't want to be in prison with Zod. <laughs> he he used to have great T-shirts. He would say, "I Zod." I Zod. Yeah, he, sure. He T-shirt. Everywhere. It was everywhere. Polo. Horse. Okay, they won't... She won't join me, so throw them in their prisons and make sure they're in separate dungeons. You know, uh... Now, this is weird. Yeah. Like... The prison is, like, psychedelic. Look at that. Right. And yeah. There's no bed. There's no water. There's no toilet. But there is freaky wallpaper that... And a staircase. Yeah. So, obviously, the staircase is the way out. I mean, why do you have a staircase in a prison cell? <laughs> so, she will use the staircase. It's such a weird film. Well, yeah, the staircase seems weird to be in there. I guess that's the whole point of it. Okay, time to take the staircase if you can't find a way out. Well, it's... What is that? She, her eyeball no, recognized the staircase. It's, so no, it's nothing. He's spying on her. She's gonna like seduce him and get free. You'll see. So she climbs up the stairs yeah. to see where it leads. She finds herself a key. Oh, so she got to unlock her handcuffs. Why? Somebody gave it to her as a present or something? It had her name on it. I don't it, know. It looks like she's on the set of laughing. I don't know, Artie. What do you get? <laughs> All right. So she's going to escape now. Oh, look. Oh, oh, no. Right in the lion's den. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And he knows it. Now, why did he throw her in a prison? So she could climb up to his apartment. Hello, Modesty. That's oh, not what I want at all. Look at all those buttons. I think one is for like a soda. Uh, okay, so he's talking to this French interviewer, our director, joining the Communist Party, right? I had a feeling that I was being useless in Hollywood, and then I've been cut off from New York activity, and I felt my existence huh. was unjustified. It was kind of a Hollywood guilt that led me into the type of commitment as joining the Communist Party. Um, 
His name was mentioned by two witnesses before the Un-American Activities Commission in the spring of 51. His attorney suggested arranging a deal to, you know, testify in pro- in secret. Instead, he just left the country. And he just went to Europe. And they scrambled to get him a subpoena, but they were too late. So oh, he, right. goes, he returns to the states in 52 and he was unemployable after a month there's no way he was trying to find work so he he left for europe again for england he didn't come back for 12 more years okay so now he she's seducing the henchman who's the pretty boy and she'll get out unbeknownst to gabriel i i i it's a weird film well little roll in the hay. Oh, this is a little spicy. Oh, did she kill him? Yeah, or knocked him out. What, by choking him to death? With the thing, it's not around his esophagus. It was the back of his head. The back of the head, yeah. I have an itch in the back of my neck. So now she's going up again. When will she realize? Oh, she's there. She's unlocking herself. She has the key, his key, perhaps. Carl, did, did your nose go on strike? Because I saw you pick it. <laughs> oh. You can pick your nose and you can pick your friends, but you can't what? Pick your friend's nose. Right, but like, have you ever thought about that? Like, says who? I mean, it's physically possible you could do it. It's like, two, if he was consenting... Yeah, I thought that too before I lost all my friends. Two consenting as adults explore an orifice. It's not unprecedented. Oh, so it's going to get hit in the head, bong. That's right. And she's going to put on that twitch. garb. And now she is the organist person. Oh, good. Oh, so it's going to be uh, like Sister Act at the end or something. That's her disguise. She's so damn pretty, man. Now, look, yeah. here's Gabriel. Hum-de-dum, dum-de-dum-de-dum. Just walks past modesty. He locks the door, but I guess he uh, she didn't lock it and he just walked right in. She just escaped so damn easy. Yeah. Trap door to his apartment, seduce the guard, choke him in reverse. There were keys for her, you know, for cops, it doesn't make any sense. Now watch He's this. Whoa! Whoa! I oh. right onto this soft mattress. I know. Oh, I got air. You, you waved your elbow at me again, Gabriel. Yeah. Different parasol color. It, well, he's got more than one. He's got two. He's got a pair of sols. Welcome back to on the rooftop with Gabriel. <laughs> My podcast. Podcast. <laughs> today's guest. I'm the cable access of podcasts. By the way, great comedian countdown today, Carl. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks. Look at this. Yuck. It's too He's old. a robot. He's an android. Oh, I'm going to go choke myself. I'll be back. How cooperative is that guy? I'll just sleep here. Oh, what exactly is this? Remote control? 
I, I'm sorry, Mike. This is the fourth time I've watched this film, and I don't remember. This is a dream. I don't remember. You know what? I must start tuning out by the time I get to this part. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Oh, that's right. They're making a fake pigeon. What for? To carry a message? Oh, if they can put it in there. Oh, they get tied to the bird's uh, leg. Now it goes up like a kite, you see. I forgot all about this. Whoa. I don't know the point of doing it. It's to attract other radio birds. <laughs> oh, yeah, that must be it. They're transmitting. I don't even remember. Okay, now the sheik shows up again. Right. And he's going to be called by their radio to come save them. We have a telegram for you, sir. Holy shit! <laughs> Modesty needs help! My son... Ma rally the troops! Rally the troops! M mobilize for war! Yay! Oh, oh no, Carl! I've seen this before. They fire them into the air. Bam, 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 bloody savages. Bam, bam, bam. They didn't do that, though. <laughs> Must be really sunny out there. Yeah, they do that throughout the film. All of the bad guys try to stay out of the sun. And then in the end of the film, they got the bad guy in the sun. This film is quirky, man. And yeah. why are we checking him out? Hey, you know, probably finance the film. <laughs> well, actually, it was financed. It, somebody bought the rights, and then they had this plan to make um, Michael Caine the star. And in instead, he took Alfie. And Zod was going to take Alfie. Instead, he took this. It's weird, right? In 65, Nim Scala of Scala Brown Agency saw O'Donnell Strip acquired the film rights to the character. Scala had the idea of casting Barbara Steele as Modesty and Michael Caine as Willie. Uh, Sidney Gellett directing, I don't know. He sold the rights to Joseph Johnny, who, you know, hired Monica Vitland and Joseph Lucy. You know, they were his clients. Right. Caine would ultimately star in Alfie, a role intended for his friend and former flatmate Michael Zod. now watch this this guy's gonna get arrowed but it won't be modesty's arrows that hits him when he gets arrowed look how it will come in from the left it's okay. so weird that big old... I it's intentional i don't think it is he's pretending he's in a gunfight like he's a henchman who's like being a little kid daydreaming if doesn't give a shit about these guys no, but he he weirdly does, but no. So look, they've made out of his belt, it was like a spy gear, a bow and an arrow out. Of, yeah. Weird. Now watch how the arrow will come from the left. It won't be Modesty's arrow. Chew. Yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> oh, the stage hand got me. The off stage hand got me. <laughs> We're we're escaping. It looks like a work of the continuity uh, editor. <laughs> Imagine how easy he escaped. That guy, like he 
punched, he kicked him into the cell, and Willie flipped him onto a soft bed. You were free. And I like, happen to have on my back like a homing pigeon to call my father. <laughs> right. Tell him I made it home, okay. Yeah, well, actually, where did the pigeon kite come from? It was just, you know, a popular kite. I, when we lived by Ocean Beach, we would go down there and people would have their kites in the ocean. With the seagull. Yeah. Now, why would Zod need a gun? He's like from Krypton. I don't know. You're a real pain in the neck. I don't know if I would be able to, to switch uh, this movie right now. Like, I'm kind of into the story, even though there's been no puzzles. I don't get it. Okay, what's he finding? What? Type fax machine. Holy cow, it's the diamonds that he stole off the ship. That's it. Perfect. Oh, now he's doing his miming. <laughs> They're going to lower it on this tower, and the joke will be that Gabriel is oblivious to what's going on. It's now so we're pretty. Now fight huh? out with the uh, bodyguard, the 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 psychopath. Oh yeah! Whoa! Look how you're fat! How fashionly dressed you are! Well, she's going to church. Oh, oh, she's going to church to repent for all her killings. I can't kill you with that hat. Right. Well, she yeah, she throws away their guns, so they'll be in hand to hand combat. Look how dumb it is. I know. This is worse than when Phyllis Diller fell in love with, uh, what is it, the spy with the big nose? They started oh, and the fat spy? The fat spy. Yeah. Remember they were dancing across the courtyard? This is just as dumb as that. It really is, though. What's well, an exciting fight? Let me choke you from back of your neck. Let me feel you. I'll rough you in. What? General Zod. Now look how it's around her neck, right? Right. Okay, because that'll play in. Holy shit! Modesty! Oh, right, okay. Over the thing, and then, oh! Do you think he he knew that? Gabriel's Uh, oblivious. Really? Is he that dumb? It's the writer's dumb. Right. Oh... Garbage. We got a. Yeah, what do you think that's for? Just to get things down the mountain, but, you know, down the castle without a hassle, but. It's it's for like recycling and stuff. You put your bottles in there. (laughs) Wednesday nights for Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday night. Oh, the bears got into our trough again. I'm not going down there to clean it up. Look at Modesty dangerously in the fucking thing. I know. In it's real nuts. life. Uh-oh, going down? Maybe not. Maybe it's a, you know, movie. Well, I mean, there must be, like, some swimming pool. Maybe they have, like, a uh, a studio where they have, like, a, an interior. Like, the Titanic had, like, their own pool to shoot in. <laughs> Maybe. I doubt it. Look at it. That's an interior. Okay, no. so she he will now discover uh, his beloved bodyguard, but he won't be remorseful. Oh, no. Ah. 
I told her we should hang out, but I didn't realize. <laughs> Why are you always hanging out? Oh, now he's a brunette. Look at that. Just like that. Isn't that weird? Why do it now? Oh, she died. He doesn't have to wear it anymore. She gave me this wig for Christmas, and now that she's dead, I don't have to wear it. Clearly, modesty's escaped. You bumbling idiot! Don't <laughs> call me that. I'm the boss. Yeah, she's gone. Okay, so they're after her, right? But it's all for naught, and they're not going to have a big ending scene in which he is against modesty because the cavalry will come. The sheik will come and save the day. I think it's a weakness of the film. I think the film calls for a final battle between modesty and Gabriel. And we want yeah. to. Her dad comes and saves the day? Yes. We're not mobilizing the troops. This movie goes on forever. I know. I hope we're going to fit in two hours. I hope I only was under a minute. I've been coherent this whole two hours, haven't I? Other than the puzzle reference. Yes. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate your participation in your (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Yeah, good to be here. This movie just goes on forever, though. That's the problem. Yeah, it does. And... The movie was kind of over when the diamonds were. Yeah. But not really, because they had to be given to the sheik. Wow, there's little dust bunnies. <laughs> She's a well, I, This is nothing like the, this comic strip. Well, I mean, the comic strip, they're like, well, we could go on vacation. Yeah. On the beach. Now, she would be in England. She would be on the grimy street. She'd be meeting contacts. She'd be, uh, you know, wearing disguises. It was, it's. Now they joined forces together. Look at what they're doing, like how it's choreographed. Yeah. Stupid. Look, how did he get the up there? And then all of a sudden he's back on the beach. Look, see that? He's on the boat. Yeah, that's weird. How did he get up there? Now he's there. Right. Yeah. Large. All right. He's so Did they have Mike? They had horses on their boats. They had horses on their boats. Now yeah, they don't right. have horses anymore. They have boats. But they've already arrived. We saw them in a different vehicle. Right. It's so weird. But that's it. That's so. It seems anticlimactic. Yeah. Now we'll have a gag in which his car can't go. Right. Oh, is it Chevy Nova? <laughs> Nova. It was like, the Chevy's like, we made a mistake with the name, but we hope our new car is a Chevy uh, piss drinker. <laughs> yeah, the Chevy Finito. Yeah. The Chevy No El Ranca, <laughs> which the motor won't start. It won't turn over. Noel Ranca. <laughs> we were stupid with the Chevy Nova. This is the Chevy Noel Ranca. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, you, there's no sense of danger. Like, right. not but what's now, that... also, we're way back before we're arriving again. Oh, yeah. Now we're back on the horses. We've right. got colored you know purple haze now this is uh i i learned about world war ii from this movie this is d-day this is yeah there's tom hanks character yeah he's storming the beach 
Now we're, I think we're just getting a joke there because he's doing the books while they're fire over there. See, they, it always does it to that dumb one. He was shooting the wrong way. Oh yeah. But why do that now? Whoa, that was definitely a mistake. These horses, like they're dropping down. But it's Buster Keenan. <laughs> We saw Son of the Sheik. You remember that? Yeah, sort of the, that's yeah. right. That was good. That was considered like the one of the first movie sequels. So look, he's having a smoke. Oh no! Now they're arriving again. Again, they're arriving, and the horses yeah. have been riding uh, up and down the beach. Seriously, where are they riding to? They're up and down the beach. I feel like my brain cells are popping. Like I'm now, getting why stupider. Why are they keep doing that? Jumping up. Look at how they're all laying around. Yeah, like the horses. Why? Oh. Come on, everybody. We'll join the horses in the boats. Oh, but first let's pose. Are they singing again? Let's fall in love. So. Turn it up. Right, just go turn it up. You missed it. <laughs> I want to do the sound, but I can't. Well, it takes me a second, Carl. Yeah. When I when I did when I did the when we did the old switch through last week, the sound came cue because I knew exactly when I had to press. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so now you see the like when you want to turn it up, how important it is to be right on the line because you were spot on. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, I get it, Carl. So wow, what's this? Yeah, here comes Sir Gerald and. Like, that's it. There won't be a final thing with um, uh, Gabriel, except we'll see that he gets his. Right. And, but really, this movie called for a scene in which Modesty, you know, had a one-on-one with Gabriel and bested him. Now, does Modesty, like, get to hook up with a, a uh, sexy vixen at the end and then nope. the government calls? Nope. Oh, it seems uh, like Modesty... Okay, watch for Roger... Watch for yeah. uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. He, he doesn't look like him right now. So Damn. that umbrella had a radio. There he is. For two seconds. Did you see him? First. Yeah, I know. He looks like. There he is. There he is. Sean Connery. Look, look, look. Can't du- believe it. 007. Oh, who are oh. you? Oh. oh. What's this? He's going to shoot the bird with yeah, his magic umbrella. For what? Okay. Now our film is wrapping up, and he's oh, okay. all the way back in their Arabian country where he's the sheik, and they have the diamonds, and they're lounging around. He's like, "Son, what can I give you? I'll give you anything you ask for. What would you like?" And she's like, "Nothing." Okay, the diamonds. I don't know. And then they laugh about it, and she breaks the third wall and looks at you as the film ends. Oh, saying, see you next time. Modesty Blaze will return. I guess. And she never does. Even Tarantino didn't do it. Yeah, well, there was a Modesty Blaze TV show in the 80s. It's on YouTube, the pilot. The, uh, I movie saw, yeah, I bumped into that uh, when I noticed there weren't any other channels. I didn't get fooled by it because it was a, a, a short length, you know, but 
Right. So anyway, we're at the end now. Willie's getting bathed, and we find that, you see, he hates the sun. Oh, no. Yeah. Get fry his balls. <laughs> they got, like, a radio play. At least he can listen to yeah. WABC. So, so Gabriel's getting his WBAI in New York. Listen right. We're having our fucking fun drive. So that's all you're going to hear all day. Fucking fun drive. Oh, sports radio? First time caller? Long time listener? I'll take my answer off the air. Okay, so there's the diamonds. You see him laying there on the ground? Yeah. Now, why don't you turn up the volume for the end of the film? Sure, tell me when the movie ends. Trafford. Now, Gabriel will get saved because McWhorter will show up out of nowhere. And and in a Scottish outfit. Right. Now, Gabriel's saying champagne. Champagne. Champagne supernova. (laughs) There's the old gas station pump. Now, what I wanted you to turn the sound up was for this part. I thought we were ending. Very good. What can I do for you, my son? Nothing. Can I ask for anything? Anything. Anything. Do, 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 do. Weird. Of course he was the diamonds. No, but she wasn't really. Uh oh. What well, she's looking right at me, Carl. Oh, I'm hypnotized. Well, they just got I just got cut okay. off. So we are probably out of time and even off the air. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, thank you guys. We hope you enjoyed Mozzie Plays. Till next week. All right, Carl, here's my new theme song. W A F L M O Y T. Flip, 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 flip. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L. Okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh God. Okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right. L W A F L M O Y T. Do it again. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A L F M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Welcome back to another great show. Looking forward to it, especially because it's a switcheroo. Yes, today is a switcheroo episode. What are we? Who are we? L-W-A-L-F-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. We want you to listen to our podcast and watch the movie on mute at the same time. What an experience. And and don't listen to the podcast only. 
Give me a fucking break. You're missing uh, it. You're missing it. If you're not watching the film with us, what are you listening for? What are you listening for? You're not, you're not seeing. I don't get it. Well, anyway, we are. Yeah, uh, if you must, check it out on YouTube. Then you don't check have it on to YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Carl actually syncs the movie. Carl does a lot for hosts, for guests. Oh, I'm going to sync this know. movie. <laughs> yeah, I said this movie. So uh, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. And usually Carl did the theme song. He's going to interview a celebrity comedian today. Uh, and he usually researches the movie. Not this episode. We're doing the old switcheroo. Nice. I am tasked for doing research. And shame on me in advance. Uh, <laughs> I love getting a week off, but not if the show suffers. I'll do no, the No, the show will not suffer. Come okay. on. We're right now uh, broadcasting on mutinyradio.fm. It is the greatest internet radio station ever. Yeah. that That's one out of San Francisco. There, I drew a line in the sand. The hell with the other ones? And it's all thanks to Bam Benjamin. It really is. Just uh, just had her on as a countdown queen. She was great. Bam Benjamin. Bam right Benjamin. now, she's off in Greece. She's in Athens, and she's going to the Grecian Islands. So we're wishing her the best. Yeah. And by the way, we listen to us every week, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We set up a special shows in August. We're revisiting episodes that didn't come out correctly. As well as revisiting movies that we absolutely love. So we'll be playing. So, and that's partially because we want Pam to have a good time as our station manager vacationing out of the country in August. And we don't want any trouble. So that'll be our August for today. So, Carl, what is the movie today? What the fuck did I just watch? Today we will watch They Might Be Giants. Not the music band. Not the music band. They Might Be Giants. The movie... They Might Be Giants, which is 1971. That's what you put in the search engine. They Might Be Giants, 1971. And the channel we like is Galahad. 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 All right. Right. If you had a party, a gala, last night, uh, Galahad. Oh, I like that. You didn't go with the gal I had. You went a different direction. (laughs) Yeah. If I was in my 20s, I probably would have on with the gal I had. Well, you know, during attendance, they'll say Galahad, and I go, he's present. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna make her here? Yeah. I don't know. All right. We'll save the jokes uh, for later. And we will, we prefer this version. It's five minutes less, and there are some uh, ver- different versions out there. Yeah. But this is HD, my friend. It's the a really good quality. Like Galahad. Fine Galahad. Galahad. So it you'll see, like, you know, yeah. yeah, there's there's other uh, videos of it, but this one I think is a cleaner cleaner version. It doesn't do that weird bootleg bigger image than should be on the screen. You know when things get cropped out. Yeah, yeah, because so, you're trying yeah. to get away with having. Uh, we don't do that. We just take the copyright violation. We just Listen, take it. It's in our title of our show on YouTube. It's right. on YouTube. If you have a problem, talk to YouTube. Don't talk to us. Right. We, Why we're are you just giving me a copyright just, violation. We are yeah. watching it on your station. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't blame the maggots. Blame the rotted meat. Boom. Bingo. Blame Bingo. Them. Come so on. we want you to go ahead, click the link, and hit pause, uh, and then move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We have a great segment coming up. Carl has talking, spoken to a celebrity comedian who will do our countdown. And when you hear go, press go. We'll see you in a bit. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Tim Rager. Welcome, Tim. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good to be here. 
Now, Tim, you and I have been knowing each other out there on the comedy scene for a while, but you're kind of new to comedy. Like, how, how many years you got under your belt here? Uh, two years and, like, I say two and a half years because it's, like, six months and three days or something. <laughs> <laughs> In our, like, little, you know, niche here, that's really quite new. Yeah, so, yeah. One time you filled in for me at the host at Scotty's and <clears throat> the way I got that to happen was not that I recommended you to the Booker Gene. It's that you're already regularly a host at a comedy club yeah. down called Uncle Vinny's down the shore. Tell, tell yeah. me about that. Tell me how you got in yeah. there and when you're there. Uh, I actually so I don't I don't actually know the whole story of how I got in. Um, <laughs> It's kind of this thing where there, I I think there's two ways. So um, first of all, like comedy is something that like I take very seriously. Uh, it's mm -hmm. so weird to say like, yeah, making <laughs> people giggle is like the thing that I'm obsessing about. But uh, I had a show that was booked by Elazar Guzman. Right. That Bob Levy was on. Uh-huh. It was in my hometown, so like half the crowd was my family, and then the other half the crowd was other comics' family. <laughs> right, gotcha, gotcha. So I had this show, and like it was in the middle of the pandemic, and like nobody was taking comedy seriously really at that point. And I was like, I'm gonna crush. So I had this <laughs> juiced audience. And Bob Levy saw me, and I I did well. I it did not great, but I did well. And uh, I think he recommended me. The so other possibility, yeah. The other possibility is that the um, one of the other hosts, I did his podcast, and he was just nice enough to be like, "Hey, this kid's kind of funny." <laughs> so either way, it was a recommendation. You're just not sure who you got. Two yeah. suspects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when are you down there? It's a regular Thursday, Friday, Saturday, something like this, right? Yeah, so the club's open actually Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, we kind of rotate right now. Uh, it's between, there's four of us now. Uh, so it's Joe Weber, another funny guy, Kerry Costa, super funny, Aaron Wahlberg, and me. And we kind of rotate through it uh, this month. I'm going to be hosting for Joey Diaz, which uh -huh. my mind is blown. <laughs> Rich Voss, another yeah. comic, uh, Adam Ferrara, and I'm blanking. Uh, I told myself I wouldn't blank that I would remember them all, but I am. So, uh, Vic Dividetto. Okay. We all know him as well. So, wh what town is Uncle Vinny's in? It's in Point Pleasant. It's uh, Pleasant. Okay. On Ar Arnold Ave, I think. Do you know your schedule in August? Because, you know, we're coming up on that month. If you know which yeah. day of the week you'll be there, we'll let people know. Yeah, I have no clue for August yet. <laughs> um, gotcha. We, we take comedy very seriously, which is <laughs> not our schedule. <laughs> so um, you mentioned Erin Wahlberg, but, but she is also a co-host of a podcast you do called Bravo Bites. And I think yes. you refer to the TV channel Bravo. So wh yes. why don't you bring us up to speed there about that pad podcast? What's the premise, where people can find it? 
All right, so it's on YouTube. We pretty much just go straight to YouTube with everything. Uh, we were doing audio and video, but people barely watch the videos. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's so we we watch a couple Bravo shows and we do it like once every two to three weeks, and we take edibles and then discuss Bravo TV. Uh, it's, it's enhanced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun because you don't realize like how much little things of life that reality TV show picks up on, and then we kind of take it from there. I always joke that we're yeah, we're like Andy Cohen. We're just like pointing out drama and then relating it back to our lives. And perfect. So, th what is the channel name on YouTube? It's Bravo Bites. Bravo Bites. And it's B-I-T-E-S. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about was your great persona and how it meshes wrong with your name, <laughs> Kim Rager. I mean, you are certainly not enraged. You know, you get up there and you're low key. So tell me about the origin of this name and your the presentation <laughs> of your real name. How do we get here? So it's technically my real name. Yeah. My real name is Tim Rager. Felt exactly the same. Yeah. But uh, the first open mic I ever went to, Susan Labonte was hosting. Yes. And uh, it was one of those things like, uh, I'd been thinking maybe I'd go with Rager because it was like a nickname in like college when I would drink a lot. People would Perfect. call me the Rager. <laughs> uh, so she asked me, at the end, I didn't sign up. Nothing. I was too scared. But then, after watching the four people go up, I was like, "I'm gonna do this." <laughs> she was like, "Does anybody want to go?" I was like, "Me? What's your name?" And then, like in that moment, I was just like, "Tim Rager." <laughs> Every time I've always announced you, I've always used that. You know, he's he's furious. He's furious. Here he comes. And then you get up there and go, "Hi, hi," you know. <laughs> Perfect. It's a great persona, great yeah. name for the persona. Yeah, it's, it's also, it's like, I, I really like subverting expectations. Uh, because if you see the name Rager, obviously you think, what's this guy, an angry comic? Yeah. And then uh, like, I'm really like, even in my life, I'm never really angry. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, so how do people, Tim Rager, R-A-G-E-R, -E how do people find you out there on the internet, on social media? We know Bravo Bites YouTube channel. Um, yep. uh, how else can people connect with you? So I am, uh, uh, the only other social media I have are Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg does not want me in the metaverse, apparently. He said, no, thank you. Understood. Um, uh, on Instagram, I'm Tim Rager. And uh, on Twitter, it's at uh, Timothy Rager. Timothy. Okay. I believe. Uh, and you've got just... a great routine yeah. about Timothy not being the best name. I love that. Oh, yeah. Routine. Yeah. I, it was it's so funny because I loved comedy growing up. So I was watching a lot of comedy from the 80s, early 90s. And every time anyone's talking about a little boy, that something <laughs> terrible happens to. It's always little Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like just 
yeah, I was just like, I guess I'm not going to make it to be an adult. <laughs> it's not going to work out. And it makes sense. You were aptly named. <laughs> and, and then there was the South Park. Tell us about you. You didn't know about the South Park. So, uh, like, growing up, we, we like, weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons when it came out because it was too graphic. Uh, we didn't have cable for the longest time. And I honestly think if the TV antennas were still where they were when I was growing up on top of the Twin Towers, I, I think if that didn't happen, my parents still wouldn't have cable. You'd have rabbit ears to this day. Yeah. So I never saw South Park. The only cable I ever watched was like at a friend's house after school. We'd watch MTV and yeah. I like wouldn't be allowed to tell my parents that I did that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, one day I just like, people are like, Timmy, Timmy. I was like, what, <laughs> who's this? Like, I'm Timmy. <laughs> Not Timmy. <laughs> you thought you were the popular kid all of a sudden. Yeah. You had a, a catchphrase, right? Walking yeah. into school, Timmy. And then, then I saw the episode. I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> okay, so Tim Rager, R-A-G-E-R, -E out there on Twitter and Instagram. Timothy Rager at Twitter and Tim, Tim Rager at Instagram. Uh, everybody at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same moment that we do. We're yeah. all going to press play at the same time in the studio and at home. So why don't you go ahead, Tim Rager, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, here we go. And three, two, one, go. I find it ironic that they have the copyright uh, warning on, on the beginning of this YouTube video. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> Now, Carl, this movie is from 1971. You're going to see it's going to have a G rating. I have a list of the other 20 movies in 1971 that came out with a G rating. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Ah. Uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Escape from the Planet of right. the Apes. Fiddler on the Roof. How to Frame a Fig with Don Knox. Man and Boy, starring Bill Cosby from the Civil War. Okay, G, ready, G. Star Spangled Girls, Support Your Local Gunfighter, The Andromeda Strain, The Barefoot Executive, The Boyfriend with Twiggy, uh, Day of the Wolves, Million Dollar Duck, The Resurrection of Zachary Wheeler, which is Leslie Nielsen as a reporter, The Tender Warrior with Dan Haggerty, They Might Be Giants, Toklat, The Grizzly Bear, Animated Pinocchio, Who Says I Can't Ride a Rainbow, and uh, there's another stupid title, Rub It In. So this is very common. You know, the, the Rated oh, G. You're going to get everyone into the theater and make some money here. Okay, so this is all very modern looking. The the tag on in the beginning, universal logo, the rated G. It's all very, it's some modern edit. I honestly think that uh, uh, Universal at one point, uh, and Warner Brothers does it with their archives, they custom burn its DVD from their catalog. Uh -huh. So if you want a copy of this, they will do it. It's just they didn't mass produce them. They just kind of custom. Uh, so... I think this might be a version. Did you notice it's a Newman production? That's yes. Paul Newman. Oh, Paul Newman. Look how moderate, uh, look how quality the video is here. You said it was HD before, right? Yeah, it looks great. And do you notice the split uh, credits for the before the title? George C. Yes. Scott on the left side and Joanne Woodward. Yes. Joanne Woodward married Paul Newman. Uh, uh -huh. They're famous back in the 50s. So they... Um, there's a little partnership here. And there's John Barry. 
there's a lot of stony you know storied names in this john barry the composer james goldman uh this is based on his play from 10 years prior uh and anthony the music harvey is um very good with this play or this yeah i think the music is very very good oh it's very good yeah absolutely who did the music john barry oh that's very good very good very high okay this is blevins b-l-e-v-n <laughs> and we start right off you recognize that face he's been in like kojak George and shit like that. Scott. This look at that photo. look at that leer i would love to pose i'd be like okay sure get on my lap we'll have to take a photo for the movie <laughs> hey grandpa al munster now, Grandpa Al Munster, Al Lewis, I know him growing up from his Italian restaurant in Greenwich Village. Very, very cool. He was very active on WBAI Pacifica in New York, and he was always an activist, you know, in, in New York City. Well, he was he like a mentor or something like that? Like, he, uh, I used to read Spy Magazine in the 80s and 90s, and he was always a subject. Like, they would always bring up Al, and he loved the attention. And they had a segment yeah. called Separated at Birth. And Al Lewis was graced the cover with Tama Jankowitz, the, uh, the novelist, because they both looked alike. Tell me what's he's saying, going on. Hey, he's saying, listen, I'm just no, the messenger. That's Rue McCla uh, Callahan from uh, no, wait, wait, wait. He, he, This man at the desk saw pictures of George C. Scott with a woman, right? No, let's back up. Okay. That is George C. Scott's brother. His name is Bevins. His okay. name is Justin. He thinks he's Sherlock Holmes. Bevins just got a blackmail package from Al Lewis. The mess. I'm just a messenger. I just want my money. I, I, I'm, not, I'm just a messenger. So we're setting up now. Who walks in? It's so embarrassing to get like a blackmail photo when your wife and your brother are right there, right? So he's saying, "Not a penny. Never. Not a cent. You're not getting any kind of. You're not getting twenty grand." He's, he's like, saying that for his doing? brother as a crazy yeah. person who is Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And now check out Rue. This entire movie, she's just in on the joke. Like, you can just tell the way she's, she loves Sherlock Holmes. Look how, what a gentleman he is. So she so gave, he's giving money to, to Al. He's and just that's it, by Al Lewis. Okay. He goes back to the basement. Forever? He's not in the film anymore? Oh, he's done. This oh, movie. what a nice cameo. Now, why do I know her face? That's Golden Girls. Mm. Of course but it she, is. She's saying, listen, you know what? You're a piece of shit. And one of the, I thought marrying you was bad. This is basically what she's saying. But, so you know, why is it a threat to blackmail him if the wife already thinks he, he's a piece of garbage? I don't know. Carl, what number, what time do you have? I had to put on the closed captioning. I hate this. I'm at 519, 520, 521, 522, 523. Okay. Me too. Okay, great. Now, who is this dude, Abraham Lincoln? He is Dr. Strauss. Ah, He's Dr. one of those, he has ah. his own building, the Strauss building. So... Bevins need money, and he has a crazy brother whose wife died, and now he now the crazy brother thinks he's Sherlock Holmes. So how do you get money? Okay, you recognize this fucking guy? No. Here's Joanne Woodward, and here's oh. a guy who's been on MASH like three times. Where, okay, what number are you on? I want to make sure I have it. Do I, um, I could see him in, a, in MASH, but I, I'm not sure. 
Okay, so are we at a? She's a doctor or a crazy person? He is a crazy person, and not only he's crazy, he doesn't speak, Carl. He's and she's gonna crack this nut. So she's are they? At, bust. So are they at the mental hospital right now? They're at the Strauss Building, the okay, Doctor Strauss, Strauss uh, New York City quirky home of eccentrics. And he's saying, listen, stop working with this mute. I want you to, to take care of my brother, call him crazy, so I can take an inheritance. And everyone's oh. like, yeah, do it. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes, he was, a he was a judge. And his wife, Nancy, died. Okay. Before she died, she made an arrangement, Carl, with the dog yeah. pound. Yeah, the dog pound, okay. Yeah, now hear me out. Okay. He, a puppy arrives. Okay. And then he takes his car out to do donuts. Does he go to a gas station in New Jersey? Don't go here. Terrible show. <laughs> Terrible show. But wait, okay, so so Sherlock Holmes is the crazy brother, and he was at brother's house. Right. Now they're at the Strauss, Strauss house. They're at the Strauss house. Nut bags. Right. And she's being reassigned to Sherlock Holmes, and she don't like it. She don't like it. By the way, Joanne Woodward, she's five foot four. And uh, George C. Scott's six feet. Wait, are they putting him in a gay jacket? Oh, no, that's a straight jacket. It's a straight jacket. It's not a gay jacket. It's a, a going forward, straight, uh, straight ahead. Yeah, he, he doesn't talk. He thinks he's somebody else, and he won't say his name. He won't speak until they recognize who he is. Sherlock Holmes has like, arrived. Well, guess who's going to show up during this chaos? Is it Watson? No, and that was... Oh, God, do you know what her name is, Carl? She's a doctor. Do you know what her last name? Her first name is Bill Mildred. Mildred what? Watson. Mildred Watson. <laughs> his name is Watson. Okay. He just beats the shit out of these guys, and everyone's just like, I, I "Look at her! Like Rue's the best thing in this movie. She's just having a ball hanging out with him." And he says, "Okay, uh, what seems to be the trouble? Uh, I see that you are not talking. That's the worst deduction. Like the worst Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> it's more Don Quixote than Sherlock Holmes. This movie." Uh -huh. He kind of combines the two. He used that quote up front from, you know, Watson's diary. So he's saying, oh, listen, you know what? Uh, uh, you, you, you'll speak when you're, when you're spoken to? Uh-huh. And uh, I just have to guess your name? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you're silent. Uh -huh. I'm silent, yeah. Uh, silent. Violent? Violent? Are you violent? Oh, no, no, no. Try again. Huh. Well, silent movies. Uh, bluevies? No. Uh, you're a silent movie star. Oh, gosh, gosh. Are you uh, Harold Lloyd? Oh, uh, are you Valentino? Oh, oh, yes, that's right, Dr. Holmes. I'm Valentino. Ah, How are so you? He is living in a silent film, so he can't speak. No, and he will only be spoken. He will only speak if spoken to. So right now he realized that he's Valentino. And he's like, yeah, uh-huh. Look at this act acting. Wow, so Sherlock Holmes is coming in here, not exactly cracking the case. It's not a case, but he's he's impressing and them. And it's not with... a case. You're absolutely right. There's a, he defused the situation for sure. So he's making more progress than Dr. Watson ever did. In front of Watson's boss. I mean, like, yeah, like in front yeah. of the whole thing. <laughs> so early movies. I had, Sorry, I, the reason why I'm out of sync is that I put the closed captioning on. Which so I you recommend. are out of sync. Okay. You, that's why I need the number. I'm right now, Carl, at 945. 46. Okay, so 54, 55, 50, uh, we're 10 seconds behind. That matters. 
So okay. I better pause it for 10 seconds. I'm sorry, audience. I hate sorry, when this audience. happens. We hate, we hate when this happens. You know, you know what? I, I don't know who's who's in sync. You want to start from the beginning? No. Mike. <laughs> That's you want to watch this movie again? Privately, not in front of the audience. No audience. We're not fucking you up that bad. Okay, so I will pause, and I want you to tell me when we get to 10.25, 10.30, you want to do that? Uh, yeah, okay, I will tell you when I get to 10.30. Uh, we already know what okay, the scene is. telling he's, me, he's watch it, tell me when it's 10.30. All right, 6, 7, 28, 30. Boom, we're in sync. We're in sync. Okay, so that's Mr. Small, he solved the mystery. And now Mr. Small won't shut the fuck up, right? Isn't that always with our mental patients? Okay, so he his real name is Small. Yeah. Now, is that as opposed to giant? They might be giants. Oh, God. Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> yeah, it probably is. You're absolutely right. Oh, but, but not... Okay, he's in his laboratory now. Yeah, and this is one thing I don't understand. Like... One of the great things about this movie that I love is that it is the early 70s New York City, which, you know, I lived in the New York City as a kid. That's great. Yeah. I actually did not know that, and I've known you a trillion years. So you lived in, in Manhattan with your parents there. until you moved to Montclair? Uh, moved to Bergen County, to, to Fairlawn. Fairlawn? Boy, I'm learning so much about Mike. You, you were didn't know I, I grew up in the Radburn community of Fairlawn? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we moved the. How was your lawn there? Fair. It was fair. It was fair. Now here's Rue. She's going to be get, leaving the movie soon, but so this is the last oh. time we get to really enjoy it. Uh, and you can see Blevins is just—he just wants the money, so he's just kind of pushing through. He, so yeah, New York City—he keeps a fucking Bunsen burner going. I don't get it. Like, don't wasn't there like a triangle fire once in New York City? Well, Didn't yeah, they learn their I lessons? Guess this is a movie. In real life, that could not happen. Oh, yeah. they have dry ice. Right. And then it's never explained what the fuck he's doing. And I never read Sherlock Holmes. No, I saw him looking at the ransom demand. Oh, right. He was checking the fibers of it. He's Is he going gonna to try to break that case? Who's yeah. the... Okay. No, I have to give you a heads up, Carl. You ever watch like a Charlie's Angels and they're guessing clues randomly? They're like, randomly? Flandomly? Film flam. Let's go. <laughs> the writer was being lazy that day. Well, he, this writer is being clever, but okay, it's 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 basically they're both nuts and they're both going to connect and they're both fall in love. And He's like, little... this is a fine Merlot. Wait, who's going <laughs> to fall in love? What? They're they're going to Watson and Holmes are going to connect yeah. and fall in love. Yeah. Uh -huh. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that was my favorite album. She was holding Flipper. Okay. She's got her composition book because she's still in school. It's 1971 New York City. What else are you writing? Look how young Golden Girls is. Yeah, Golden Girl is super young. And Joanne Woodward, who I know as the old lady, she's still alive. Yeah. Newman passed really? away in the 08. And uh, Married to she Bob. was in a bunch of movies. I have to say, like, Anthony Harvey, the director, I like him. He's probably best known for his previous film, which was The Lion in Winter, which is about the 1200s. It's about it's Henry II. Anthony. Harvey. It's in the title Harvey. of the YouTube video we're watching. Harvey? 
Lion in Winter was great. It was like um, Game of Thrones in one afternoon. So yeah, that has Catherine Hepburn. It had Peter O'Toole yeah. and uh, terrific. Well, you know, I never seen the the movie about Henry II, but I haven't seen the sequel. I seen the first movie, Henry, and then I seen the prequel, Oh Henry. Oh Henry, I I spent an hour. Yeah, just kidding. That's the prequel to Henry, and then the sequel is Henry II. So Golden Girl really does like brother. She's just like she, I think like she's just so funny about it. Like she just she's in on the joke of this whole thing. Like mm-hmm. you know the marriage and him and Bevan and what Bevan wants to do and how what a fresh air like the the brother is. All right, so no, I'm not saying she's... they are, but they might be giants. Oh, so he's got a violin. He's got everything Sherlock Holmes except for the heroin. Yeah, so here he is. He's going to do it. Oh, don't was, don't let it start. Was, oh, this gee, is the worst heroin. part. What's that? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, don't don't let it start. This is the worst part. To believe for all the world that you're my precious little girl. So don't, don't, don't let it start. I got a wee that, heart. They might be giants. That song. Okay, uh-huh. the only one I really know is Constantinople. Oh, Istanbul, not Constantinople? Is you know another song. Here I come, Constantinople. Is that one? Or is it? Yeah. Istanbul, dun, 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 dun. That one? Oh, nobody knows but the Turks. Okay. Istanbul. Not Con- I think you might be singing a, a. Yeah, there is another Constantinople. There's another one. Song, the residents but... covered that one. I see. I saw they might be giants in 87. How, how at the village gate. How about that? Perfect. Huh? Perfect. That's the perfect setting in the perfect year. To it was the first album. Might be giants. It was all backup tapes. There was no live band. Really? Yeah, they did rabbit down, hammer it, and when they sang Ananin, Ananin, what I would you, you know that song? No. All the hipsters, all the late '80s hipsters in New York City, got on the dance floor and danced to that little tune, and then got off. <laughs> oh, you know another day might be giant song. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Come inside, it's fun inside. You ever watch that fucking show? Your kids are older. That sounds so familiar. Come inside, it's fun inside. Yeah, I it's do know Mickey that. Ma- That's they might be giants fucking cashing a huge check off of that one. Okay. There was did, life after the eighties. They also did the theme song to Malcolm in the Middle. They might be giants. Oh, <laughs> really? They were well, out there, but under the radar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they're they're pretty pro. You know, one of the smart things they did was they started doing children's albums about science and stuff like that. Science mm-hmm. is real is one of their songs. So you know, uh, my kid to grow up on them. So that's nice. Well, getting I back like to this, movie. Scott, because uh, just a few years from now he'll start to seriously gain weight and look seriously old. You know what I mean? He'll start losing his uh, ability to be a leading man. Um, yeah, you know, he uh, he just, the last year was Patton, P-A-T-T-O-N. Wow. General I don't know if he won an Oscar. Movie. Yeah. He, he he declined the Oscar. He did this two years before Marlon Brando's stunt. There's he the Daily News. the Oscar? Yeah. He won, he, he was, first off, he was in the Marines in 45. He joined, okay. uh, when the bomb dropped, he didn't go out of service, but he was in the Marines for like four years. So he obviously knows a little about war, especially World War II. So he he played Patton. It was a huge film. 
he said he was watching a sports game or whatever, according to IMDb. All, all my research is all allmovies.com, IMDb, okay. Wiki. I did I just did a basic run. No problem. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he did uh so his he was Richard the Third uh in right. New York City, and that led to an enemy of a murder, the hustler. Remember that movie? Uh yes. something called The List of Adrian Messenger uh, with John Houston, Dr. Strangelove in sixty-four. Yes, uh, of course. Man, Patton, where he refused it. He also revised no, but Patton. Why did he refuse it? I don't know if it was a war thing or he just was probably drunk. He was a notorious drunk. Okay. This movie, he was a notorious drunk during this time period, and he would belittle people. And allegedly, I'll, uh, I'll give him some respect. But uh, uh, yeah, his trivia is like women saying how hard it was working with George. Uh-huh. Like, why is this listed as trivia? Uh, <laughs> yeah right know, hardcore it's hardly movie. trivial he was in a movie called hardcore when his daughter was doing porn movies and that was, was his daughter movie. my daughter not my daughter okay well no 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 okay his care i saw the film of course his yeah. characters it wasn't his real daughter as an actress uh no according to imdb okay, okay. And then uh, he's probably best known for A Christmas Carol, that awful version from the 80s that shows up. You know, up I disagree with that. He's best known for it because there's so much more he's done. But he's yeah, done so that much. was a big one. He did a great movie called Movie Movie. And I absolutely yeah, recommend it. Yeah, Movie Movie. Where he, it was like two 1930s films, like George Burns introduced, like, actually a double feature. And it's this like hilarious parody of a boxer movie. And he plays like the great Zigfield in the second film. I'm going to see both... that because I forget it. Yeah. No, I love that movie. I just saw it again. And uh, he's so fun. Like he's a very funny actor. I mean, obviously strange. Look, here he is. He's playing the violin. And he's doing it terribly. Will you knock it off with that violin? Oh, that's funny. He's doing it bad because Sherlock Holmes was great. See how he just threw it? Well, no, no, now he's going to try to shoot heroin, and he puts it in his drink. He just doesn't know what he's doing. Mike, I don't know that it's heroin. I think it's cocaine. I think that Sherlock Holmes, at least in the ones I read, yeah, was I doing right. cocaine in the a 7% solution. <laughs> there were other versions, you know, like the 7% solution kind of played up his drug addiction. The Secret Life of Sherlock Holmes, the Billy Wilder movie. It you know he's a public domain character below, but what annoys me about this film it doesn't annoy me. This is a very arty. So the Lion in Winter was written by the same guy who wrote the play and the screenplay to this. Uh huh. So the same director and the same writer yeah. came out with this, and this was a bomb. Okay. And whatever they they both moved on. Obviously, have you seen uh, Lion in Winter? No, I. Mike, let's okay. Stop what you're right. doing. Go see Lion in Winter. This film, you will love it. Well, I love Peter O'Toole. And, you know, I love Catherine Hepburn. Absolutely. And this director worked with Catherine Hepburn in two other movies, uh, including the weird Nick Nolte film from the 80s, Miss Quigley or Karen Quigley. I forgot what it's called. Oh, I didn't see it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, it has. Do you remember? Do you remember in the New York Times, there was that guy, Al Hirschfield, who would draw somebody and he would put his daughter's name nina in the picture no but okay well the sunday new york times (laughs) arts and leisure section so he did the movie poster in the 80s for this this kathleen quigby movie um what's it called i don't know god it's so weird i don't have it oh yeah grace quigley quigley and it's like a hitman and old lady uh and he also did the glass menagerie with yeah i remember that 
Do you remember Joanne Woodward was also in the Glass Menagerie, directed by Paul Newman? They okay. did their own version. I, I don't remember that, but is he is she giving him a prescription? No, no. Oh. So, but she is trying to psychoanalyze. She's sincerely trying to be a doctor with her, but he's like, uh, he's like, the game is afoot, Watson. <laughs> Let's go. And now we get to the. So, fun what is part the mystery it. they're trying to solve? Is it the who's blackmailing the brother? Well, you know, it's all leads to Doctor Moriarty. Like, part of the reason why he's Sherlock Holmes is that Sherlock Holmes had a famous adversary, and he, you know, he's he's kind of suffering through pain. You know, it's that old canard about the dead wife, and uh, fortunately, he has this puppy. Carl, have you seen this puppy? Okay, no. This puppy represents the dead wife. I don't want to go there. Terrible film. Terrible film. It should have ended in Act One, first film. He should have fucked up that Russian son, and then the his <laughs> revenge was over. The movie was done. John Wick will end after Chapter Five is over. Okay. Five chapters. I wish John Wick would be a little John Quick about things because now let's look for Baby Spiegelman in this in this beautiful look how this idea. Now New York City looks so great. You see that antiche how... case he had? Yeah, with his old style hat, like the '40s was just yesterday. Well, it's the Deerstalker. Oh, oh, you mean the guy sweeping the ground? Yeah. No, uh, the, there was a guy walking past, and he had one of those hats you saw as a kid, and that antiche case that. Heavy black. He's a businessman. We're on a bus. This is not 38 Geary. We're in Manhattan. Not in 38 Geary. And there's, Great of course, quality. the old man. Now, here's something strange. It's like, he's just going to find, like, it's unfortunate. You know, it's like a Jerry Lewis movie. He kind of drives the plot. So whatever okay. he discovers, whether well, it's that woman in the fur coat, yeah, he's going to... He's going to say, aha, this is connected because this is connected because this is connected. So... It's a beef I have with the movie that, you know, it's it, it's very clear. Oh, she's she's gonna give like he's he's giving her like don't feel inferior, right? You say you're adequate. Uh, I'm adequate. Oh, Mr. Playfair. Oh, Justin, I can't say it. So Call she's playing hose. along with his fantasy rather than trying to find out. Yeah. About the puppy and the dead wife. And, you know, my mom was a, my late mom was a therapist and the rule number one is you do not have a personal relationship with your clients. Absolutely. You would never fall in love. This is not okay. Prince of Tides. Look at this. There's my brownstone building. Ah, you know, look, look how like, everything looks like a piece of shit. You own a fucking brownstone building and you can't even like, whoa, where do you get a gun? We things might get a little, a footy. So here's a gun. The game will get footier. <laughs> the game's afoot. <laughs> It'll get footier. Look at this. Look at this dumpy little beautiful billion dollar place. So he's pretending to sneak. Right? You don't have to be quiet on the cement. There's another scene where he calls him out. Like, why are you sneaking in broad daylight? Like, they're going to go to a place. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh, there's Kimmy Schmidt's uh, apartment. I don't know, like, this movie doesn't... Yeah, she lived in, like, a little side, like, the gate there. Ah, oh, would you look? It's Joni Mitchell's flat in 19... Oh, okay, so Moriarty is trying to reach him, and now where would he reach him but the phone company? 
we're gonna take a really weird detour and this what? is like because he would use the phone to call him yeah uh, carl like he just he, it's quirky everything's fucking quirky in this movie i mean you think they might be giants is quirky you should see they might be giants <laughs> Hammer down. If you see the rabbit child, say hammer down for me, the rabbit child. I just don't know these songs. All I know is Constantinople. They had some like serious songs. I don't like you and your racist friend. Right? It wasn't all just puff. I don't like you and your racist friend. Okay. All right, so he's going to go into the phone company, and this is a very play-like scene. Basically, it shows you the bureaucracy and the thing of uh, the phone company. So this young lady is saying, you got to help me. My friend says he took a bunch of pills and she's going to go die. And the operator is saying, listen, I can't talk to you in person. I Like I told you over the phone, I can only give information over the phone. And That's then funny. She's going to say, well, what am I supposed to do? She says, well, there's a phone right there behind you. So she's going to call on the payphone, and the operator is going to pick up the call. And she said, "Yeah, I can't so give you this quirky. information." And he's watching this. This is just when he walked in. This is what I'm saying. Like, I went to IMDb and to the user re- reviews, and there's a like hundred of them, a hundred reviews. Ninety-nine said they love this movie, and one says, "What's up with the other 99? Okay, and you're in the "What's Up" camp. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say, "What's up." I like the director, and I like the, the the writing, and I I like, you know, it didn't really click with me, but I like it. But yeah, now overall, is that Lois Lane? Uh, is that? Um, uh, don't you think it's ironic that she's in? She's like Superman's waiting for that phone booth. She's talking. No, there's the actress nowadays who plays Lois Lane. I see her in now. Oh movie. yeah, what's it? What's her name? Amy, uh, Amy Adams. Yeah. Now she's saying, like, you know, I don't have it, and we're sorry. Like a change? No, not change. Like, I don't have his number, like, his address, and we don't give addresses over the phone. Well, I'm here in person. Well, we don't give information in person. It's a catch-22, Carl. Okay, yeah. Or what? Which you've never seen incorrectly. You need to see that, and you need to read the book. I know. I need to read the book. You're not the first person in my life who told me that. Now, look. What does the phone company think? She's crying. She's crying. You're showing empathy. Uh-huh. I am showing empathy. This is, I'm not a real character. I really like this actress, and uh, I didn't do any research on her, and I apologize, because I figured she's probably more, there's a lot of interesting New York City actors in this film. And just we're gonna stuck see, in there, and it's too much to research. Okay, so what did he just give to her? The The address book. Okay, so he has just walked into a situation. Yes, Carl. And resolved it. Now here's another He's New York so City good. actor who I didn't research. He's What's got going? The crossword. Right, and you're not the only one who noticed that. Oh, a crossword playing, huh? Well, oh, so he's. This looks like um, J.R. Ewing. This looks like I Dream a Genie guy. Oh, I know who you're talking about. We buddy, saw right? the blob. Oh, uh, Larry Hangman. Hagman, yeah, yeah. I I actually think he looks like somebody else. Well, he kind of looks like Rick Overton right here. Why does he have a gun? Like you're not allowed in here. Oh, no, Sherlock Holmes said to Watson, we have our gun. He goes, he has a gun. And he says, hey, I see you like crossword puzzles. Obviously, he has a pencil behind the ear. Do you like British cryptic crosswords? Yeah, that's where half the clue is a direct definition. The other is a reference to a gameplay. Oh, he grabbed the gun. Now, he can't steal that man's gun. 
It looks like Joe Flacco. Oh, she's saying, hey, uh, call the cops. I don't know the number. And I'm too embarrassed to call information myself. That's the joke. <laughs> so wait, he, that, that security guard is in a whole mess of trouble now. If you lost your revolver, that guy yeah. is fired. Well, on the other hand, he got a cryptic crossword. And there's going to be another uh, cop. Like these actors. I like, just want to say, as a psychiatrist, she is being so irresponsible now, allowing his fantasy to lead her. She is not the doctor right now. She is. Well, we're going to see that. We're going to see a more personal side of Mildred. She drinks a lot in this movie. She's like a classic drunk. Her New York City apartment, Carl, is great. Like I do love, I love everything about this movie, about the, the environment. But she does have a bottle of bourbon and a glass by her uh, nightstand on her so nightstand. So why are you in the I don't like this movie camp? Because one, I'm kind of tired of watching, you know, a wife die and then the guy has to deal with it type of thing. Okay. Also, I think like he's going to give a speech in the cab and I'll play the volume, which kind of defines this movie. It's saying that Don Quixote thought the windmills were giants. Right. He's wrong. Now look at this. I know he his goes, face. He I goes, Baz. Yeah, right. I didn't look. I didn't research. Understood. Him. No problem. He says, "Mr. Rathbone, right? Basil Rathbone, who played Sherlock Holmes, and then he gets oh. a cop a gun. What? You gave me a gun? Classic. Where are you in this shitty New York City area? Oh wow, he can really hustle with his weight. I would think he would be puffing right away." Speaking of girth, like they hid right under that thing. There, see, he Fine. has his own building. There he is. Now, there's another guy, F. Murray Abrahams, in this movie. Yeah, F. I love F. him. Over G. C. Does he? Oh, does he? I never met G. Murray Abraham. Does he? Um, does he do a good job, F. Murray Abraham? Because usually he's pretty stellar. That guy. Oh yeah, no, he's good. He plays the role, and you kind of see him. I think you know, honestly, I don't know which character he plays because everyone's so what? young. Look at this old timey classic car. Well, that's that is when I think F. Uh, Marie Abraham's in the back. I think the guy in the back is F. Marie Abraham. Okay, that let's might be see wrong. his face. It's possible. I got to see him closer. I don't think so. He owes Blevin owes money to this guy. This is not F. Marie Abraham. All right. Okay. Well, this guy is saying, he's saying, what the fuck did you write? Never, not a penny on it. It was my brother. Okay, my so he knows the blackmailer. That is the blackmailer right there. Yeah. Well, I, that, what I mean to say is the brother, is the brother learning right now who his blackmailer was? No, he just thinks it's more reality. And he's off on a little quest because he can't cope the with The brother life. sitting in the car right now. Yeah. He knows, is he just now being exposed to the? Yeah. No, he All right, knows. Like, it doesn't matter. We we got it. He's under yeah. pressure. And he says, "Otherwise, I'm gonna shoot you." And he motions the hand. And then we cut to Times Square Western, uh, where not only does Sherlock Holmes hang out, he knows everybody. They're gonna be, "Oh, Mr. Holmes, so glad you came to the Western." Okay, because he's he's a regular. Right, and this is in New York City, Times Square. This is where they showed the last picture, uh, the last action hero, and the kid went through the screen. Now this that had F. Murray Abraham. Right, well, it has the great light. Theater, cool. No, I don't know if it's the same theater, actually, but it has a vibe. Oh, okay. Well, oh, actually, in the last action hero, the kid says, don't trust him, he's F. Murray Abraham. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, he, he killed Mozart. He killed Mo Mozart. Look, Jack, I kill a lot of people. I, I can't just remember all their names. 
oh, it's a pleasure to see you again. And then there's like, you know, the makey makey out couple. And she's like, what are they doing? What do they mean? Get it on. She doesn't know what it means. Get it on. Well, then she realized it dawns on her. So he, she does find some solace and some juju beads, right? He's going to give her some juju fruit or the fucking awful candy. candy. Horrible. Awful candy. Only in New York City in the early 70s was that good. Yeah, the thing is, I don't understand how it got mass produced because you couldn't suck on it. It wouldn't make any flavor. You couldn't chew it because it was so unchewable. How did it survive? You know, uh, Pam Benjamin, station manager, once made a homemade uh, caramel, wink, 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 wink. And wow. I had it and I pulled out my molar. Oh, my crown came out. And oh, oh, I had it in a little plastic bag. And the doctor, my dentist, God bless him, he had a uh, 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 what are the, the dogs that help you feel better? A comfort animal, yeah. He had him in there. I said, Oh, how cute! They have a comfort animal for me, the patient. Uh uh, it was for, for that, that doctor went through some shit, I think. He put it back in and it came out again. And then the next morning I showed up and there was two different dentists. They got it fixed and I got out of there. It was awful. I I remember you learned how to floss the day that uh, you went to the dentist. They did, they found a chicken bone. Remember? I do remember. (laughs) You're like, I am flossing from now on. Yeah, she cleaned out my teeth. It was a dental checkup. And I was a chicken bone (laughs) stuck in the bottom, back bottom. Anyway. She's having a good time, Carl. She's opening up. She's an interesting character in this movie because I I really do care. For, like it's a good performance. She she has her own quirks. You're gonna see one of the things she does is she they're gonna they're gonna for some reason go to a school. Okay. And the reason is so convoluted, and we'll we'll play the reason. But she says, "Listen, if we separate, we need a rendezvous point." Why don't we say my apartment dinner is seven o'clock? He goes, yes, yes, that sounds what? great. What? She is unprofessional. <laughs> but they connect for some reason. About it. She is unprofessional. She is a psychiatrist. And right, right. now she's sitting in a theater with Sherlock Holmes. Right. Learning and what, what it on is. It, it, she shouldn't be doing this. She should be not entertaining his fantasy at all. She should be diving into... No, it is a real fantasy because he's going to, like, deduct and deduce uh, this whole convoluted stuff. Like, it, it really doesn't make sense to me. That's probably why I'm not too thrilled by this movie is that ultimately the mechanic. Do you recommend that I and the audience see this? Goodness, I am outraged! Oh, Look, he's taking his shoes off. You, I don't know, last time. You, oh, hey, that guy looks oh, familiar. You keep your voice down. Oh, I know these actors. Yeah, right. They're all like straight off stage to do this. Right. And I, I do like you would movies see them that on a TV show. You would see them as bit parts in other films. Well, there's going to be two bit actors that we're going to talk about so later. She gets in the film. picked out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sherlock Holmes. I remember we auditioned together. We were. It was the Hounds of Baskerville. <laughs> what is she doing? Looking for something? Oh no, she fell down in this 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 uh theater which we'll revisit. It's gross. It's dark of the sun. So here it is, Carl. This is what we live for, Times Square, nineteen seventy one. Whoa, they're covering up all the private parts. Look at these guys, like they obviously are shooting a movie and these jerk off boys are like, I can't wait. 
<laughs> yeah, this look, this jerk off guy is like, yeah, yeah all beef. I'll say, yeah, that's for the porn place. Uh, U.S. troops have have. Oh, the electric thing. Now, does Times Square still have that? Yes. No, in the Spider-Man movies, they have a giant video screen with J. Jonah Jameson revealing Look how uh, different it is. The Man of La Mancha sign was right there. I, the... I remember that. I think that was the scene with uh, what's his name is becoming Jamie Foxx was becoming a bad guy. Maybe. Now they here's Paul Times Square and Spider-Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. This guy, he's a Paul the Benedict Butler on the ben... Jeffersons. Jeffersons. Yeah, yeah, Jeffersons. Yeah. yeah. So he does a great job. Now, this is kind of interesting. He says, do you have any chestnuts? He goes, no, nah, I don't have any chestnuts. You're a chestnut man who doesn't have chestnuts? That's right. He goes, uh, that's, yeah, no, just, uh, that's the picture or something. Now, they're looking for garbage. And uh, I don't know. God, they're not looking at their phones. They have to go to a newspaper kiosk to read the <laughs> daily news. to go to a library. And look at this water dripping off his hat. Oh, here we go. Ah, interesting. Better, oh, better plays. The directors, the, the writers, like piss on those. Yeah, look at these, just hanging out. There's Times Square. That's the famous uh, uh, light post, the la famous lamp. Wow, look at the way those pigeons are dressed. Boy, this is clearly '71. <laughs> They're covered in blood. Oh, the famous Kent billboard. Was <laughs> that famous? Bowl. I didn't know. In the hard way with the uh, Michael J. Fox and James uh, Woods, he hangs out here. Now this street corner Good has film. like. Look at this. He has the chestnut man, the garbage that he's looking for, and a wind-up toy thing all on one street corner. Hold it, it, mister. This mister. is your garbage. Put yeah. it in the garbage can. Little silent movie. Where's Valentino? Oh, that's so New York. Right. Oh, it is. So <laughs> They're all New York actors. I mean, come on. This is before Law & Order. This is all the work they can get. Oh. Now, it says back to school. This plays a predominant uh, role. Yeah, all right, now here he is. Everything's out of control. It's out of control. Is that man without any chestnuts? Yes. Yeah. Oh, look at those. We'll see those guys in a second. Ow! Did you notice the... the... Oh, he yeah. shot a gun into the air. Now that this movie so finally dangerous. wakes up for me. She, she shoots a gun in Times Square, and then check out what she does. Taxi! She just gets away with it. Uh, hey, she's holding a gun, and he's like, yeah, no way, man. I'm off duty. Fuck you, it says on duty. Well, I'm off duty. And she's like, fuck you. I'm going to play some of the cab. This ca this is where the movie kind of clicks for me. Okay. She doesn't pull the gun and make him. Are they no. in the back? They are. Okay. Oh, that ketchup is. Oh, I've never had finer ketchup on below my nose before. Thank you. Do you have any cocaine? Might as well make it a party. Now, uh, he's going to booze it up. And then the taxi driver says. No boozing in my hack. <laughs> no boozing in my hack. But they he's going he's gonna to give a speech, which is the definition of this movie. He's saying that Cervantes, like, let's hear it. Uh, okay. Is it time? I'm only gifted Amata. Okay, so he's got an accent. Here we go. Every windmill was a giant. That's insane. But 
minds used to think the world was flat. But what if it isn't? Might be round. Bread mold might be medicine. Bread mold might be medicine. You'll be out there in the tall grass with the eggs. Look, are we close to taking in the sights or what? Sixth Avenue and Tenth. Now, Carl, you you're from New York City. Yeah. What is this? Is that limelight? Sixth Avenue and Tenth? That no, the limelight was downtown. He goes into a very strange basement in this building. And see, look, what building on Sixth Avenue and Tenth has like a a lighthouse staircase? Okay. So wait, okay, so the church Sixth Avenue and okay, but it was like. Broad, the limelight was, it was like where you got to Broadway and Spring Street and, and yeah. West Broadway split off. It wasn't, this isn't limelight. But... Okay, now I the know only him. Reason, I know him. He's Jack Guilford, and he's the only guy I did research because I recognized him. He was, he was from the Brooklyn, and in the 40s, he was at MC and nightclubs. He's a longtime pal of Zero Mustel. They were both blacklisted. He, he got blacklisted, and his wife never worked again. This guy, um, Jack Guilford, but yeah. he kind of, he had like an, an act. And actually, Jack Guilford and his other wife wrote a memoir with Josh Mustel, uh, no, Zero Mustel and his wife called 170 Years of Show Business. Okay. So they they wrote like a, a two couples in Hollywood. Wrote so it's a, their combined years. Yeah. He, uh, he also advertised Cracker Jack. So he says like, my name is Watson. He goes, yeah, yeah, right. No, here, I'll prove it. And she pulls out a gun and a chair. She, Look, Watson, Dr. Watson, Dr. Watson, Dr. Watson, Dr. Mildred Watson. <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. You you must be angry at me. I got y'all upset. Uh, what are yeah, they he was, doing he was in this basement? They're researching something. Well, that's the thing. I think this is a, a reference center that he finds refuge in it. Because it, it's obviously this guy knew Justin Playfair back in the day. And he understands that him turning to Sherlock Holmes, he, he's sympathetic. In fact, he wants to be the Scarlet Pumpernel. Do you remember uh -huh. the Scarlet Pumpernel? And he even quotes it. Uh, so, you know, he's saying, what's wrong with that? You know, I want to be the Scarlet Pumpernel and he he <laughs> wants to be Sherlock Holmes and, you know, can't be the all bad. I scarleted this book. What? I mean, I read this I read. book. You know, I it's so weird because I don't really know Sherlock Holmes, but I know the millions of parodies. I don't know Patton, but I know the him standing in front of the American flag. You don't flag. know Patton? I, I never saw the entire movie, no. You know, I don't know that I... Sh I, I, Okay, like, you didn't read the Sherlock Holmes books. I didn't read them all, but some... Yeah, I read a couple. But it's like, it's okay that you missed it. And like, Patton, you know, you should know it, but it's okay that you missed it. He did a TV movie as George Patton in 86, like The Last Days of George Patton. He returned. I didn't know that. It, one of the great things about Patton is he believed it was his second life. And he went to the beaches. He, he, he was saying stuff like, the battle wasn't over. You know, there's a sign where the battle was. He goes, the battle wasn't over here. It was over there. It, Patton was, Patton is something, if you see it, you know, you'll enjoy it. But don't go out of your way. It's but like six hours, right? It was long. It wasn't six hours. <laughs> All right. So this is it. They're they're breaking up. Oh, I'm not insane. I'm Sherlock Holmes. That's a big line in this movie. I should also mention that Jack Guilford starred. Not only was he in Harry and Walter Go to New York, he was also in Goldie and Box Go to Hollywood. 
I wonder what's the films that I know him from. Okay, so they're breaking up. You know him from, She's like, had Kevin enough. She's fed up. Yeah. All right, so uh, she's saying he'll, she'll come back. Is that sweet? He's very sweet in this movie. He'll mm -hmm. come back. Now, they're going to break down that back-to-school garbage bag, right? He's going to say, oh, the garbage bag anything. Wait, Mike, what is the mystery they're trying to solve? Dr. Moriarty is behind right? all of this. 